Are you wondering how you can learn more about food? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Chakula Podcast, brought to you by the Root to Food Initiative, a show that celebrates authentic Kenyan dishes and serves you hot conversations about food in Kenya from an economic, social, and political lens. Semanasi kwenye social media at Root to Food on Instagram, at Root to Food on Twitter, and Root to Food on Facebook. And now, here's your host, Felistas Mwalia. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Chakula Podcast. Seeds are the very basis of our food systems. We can't control our food systems if we don't have control of our seeds. Today, I'm joined by Noel Templer, who's a seed, food, and market systems expert. Karibu sana, Noel. Asante. Thank you, Feli. Do you want to share with us more on who Noel is? Sure. Noel is... um is a farmer first of all noel loves working with farmers because farmers do the bulk of what we call impactful work they try to feed the world each day each single day and so my working with them uh, is a you know a little contribution to the betterment of of the world because they make sure every day there's food on that table for everyone to eat Apart from that, I try to do a little level of training. Mm-hmm. So I train a lot different organizations on matters, food systems, yeah. and market systems, just to ensure that everyone who is a decision maker or a change maker knows what to do to make sure that food security is guaranteed. Yeah, that's a very interesting portfolio. But today's conversation will focus so much more on your seeds expertise. Mm-hmm. So I think it will be nice if we start off by you defining to us what a seed is is what is a good seed and what parameters should we look at when looking for good seeds? Yeah, you ask a very important question Mm -hmm. because the common man would want to see seed as something that goes into soil. And that's where the definition starts. So seed is something that, you know, is the genesis of life for a crop. And when we are planting a seed, we are simply taking life and putting it into soil to generate life. So seed in in the most basic statement is what you plant to get a plant or a crop. And uh, when we are in, in our space, the experts or the specialists, what we say seed is, is what the farmer will take either from an agro dealer shop or from their own usual savings as farmers and then, you know, subject it to a growth environment and then harvest a produce at the end of the day. When we want to go deeper into the definition of seed, then we will we will want to specify that there are two levels. Mm-hmm. So there's one type of seed that we call open pollinated variety or a heirloom variety. And this could be any seed that a farmer has been able to store and keep over time. And there are exchanges. I know your grandma or your mom would, would occasionally put some some cob of maize in the kitchen and let it, you know, acquire some seed because they select this as a farmer and plant it the next season. Then there's another category of farmers who will go to the agro dealer shop and buy seed. Mm. And this is seed that has been packed. Now that is the hybrid seed or the certified seed. And then there's the other category of people who would then receive this 
seed either bought by counties or mm-hmm. NGO programs that are doing seed yeah. work and then it's delivered to them. You Noel, know, you've actually mentioned something very interesting about farmers storing their own seeds yes. to use the next season and then farmers who go to the agrovets to buy hybrid seeds. Mm-hmm. What's really the difference between the both of them? So the, the difference is really in terms of the handling, how it's handled. So if it's commercial seed or certified seed, so yeah. to speak, mm-hmm. they'll have to go to the agrovet and get it there. The agrovet is an outlet that has been registered, formally registered by the Kenya Plant Health Inspectorate Services, KFIS, mm-hmm. to be the reseller of seed that comes from the seed company. So this is seed that has gone through a scientific process of management. So, you know, like for a hybrid, we have two parents. We have a male and a female maize. They are crossed together and this results into a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Then the hybrid has to be certified by following a set of procedures that has been laid out by, by KEFIS yeah. through the regulations. Mm-hmm. Then after that, it's packed and then it is availed to the agro-dealer shop, which yeah. is, like I said, a, re- a, a regulated mm-hmm. space. And then the farmer can go and buy it there. But we have this other category of seed that our farmers would basically select from what they harvest and then keep some to plant the next season. They could do this or they could go to the market where we have people who are selling grain. So there's a difference between grain and seed. Grain, you will take and and go and eat from the market. But out of that grain, there are specialist traders who have selected the good-looking grain, treated them and kept them aside, and they sell it to the farmers close to the harvest. Mm. That is the informal system of seed, which, you know, within the Kenyan regulation is not allowed. But then that is what most farmers actually use. So basically, there are no any mechanisms to ensure transparency, quality of the farmer managed. Not quite. I think farmers by themselves, and and here is where the trust bit comes in. Neighbors who are farmers and have access to that seed can share between each other. But by law, you cannot say that you are selling seed. By the farmer definition and category of responses, they will say, I gave my neighbor seed. And it will grow Mm -hmm. because, like I said, they, they, they try as much as possible to manage the quality. They can store them in good places they can keep them in airtight containers in in mm-hmm. you know in ways that do not allow the pests to attack them or disease to to reach them so those are the differences between the two kind of seed if you ask me but if you go to the ground at the end of the day what we are looking at when we are saying this is seed we yeah. want to look at its quality in mm-hmm. terms of is it able to grow what is the germination percentage if i plant 10 seeds will all of them grow yeah. or will 9 out of 10 grow mm-hmm. or will 2 out of 10 grow so that's the the quality the attribute of it being able to germinate then there's the bit where it is not diseased so it is disease free because seed can carry disease mm-hmm. and if seed is diseased and the farmer plants it then there's no guarantee that it will grow so we are looking at what is the physiological quality of the seed what is the outlook of the seed the natural look if you look mm-hmm. at it is it is it diseased is it deformed is is it in 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 a good way able to grow and then the other bit that we tend to to focus on is if i plant this seed then is it able to be true to type so if i plant beans i expect to harvest beans yeah. or beans to come out mm-hmm. sometimes you have farmers who have taken vegetable or even for example coriander dania mm-hmm. they've taken dania from the agrovet shop they went to plant it and then what came out was for example parsley which oh, is wow. a different thing that happens so that happens because the seeds are almost the same if i go and plant a bean variety that is muitemania mm-hmm. i expect to see muitemania i don't want to go and plant muitemania and i get yellow bean 
it's called kadeka, the cutpin one. So you expect that when you're planting good seed, you get true to type. If I plant mm-hmm. maize, I want to harvest maize. And if it's maize that is if it's if it's the white maize, let yeah. it be white, not yeah. yellow. Can we say that that's one of the challenges, not really a challenges, but one of the things, I don't have a better word, mm-hmm. which comes with commercialized, industrialized seed systems? Not quite. Um, I mean, you know, like I said, the commercialized aspect is really monitored. There are steps and processes to be followed, which if not followed, there are penalties to that effect. Ah. But... Um, they say no human is immune to error. Mm-hmm. Sometimes machines fail when they are packing and they mix up things. Sometimes people are not able to uh, harvest the seed because th- that seed is produced through a process. And sometimes there's mixing that happens. The same case, if it's a farmer-managed system, me as Noel planting mm-hmm. beans, I might have good beans and you loved it as a farmer who is my neighbor. Mm-hmm. And when I gave it to you, maybe I gave you a cup of beans and then you go and plant it. Sometimes it might not give you that, you know, what you expect, like the way it did on my farm. So yeah. there, are, there are variabilities mm-hmm. to this to this yeah. end. But to answer your question, I feel like farmer-managed systems are really built on trust. They also really rely on goodwill from Uh. neighbors and families and friends. Because if I'm buying from a market and the trader decides to sell me the right Mm -hmm. um, seed, we call it potential seed or or farmer's seed, it will still do well. And they're selling, are they selling the seeds illegally? Well, you can say illegally Uh if if we are considering how the the regulations in Kenya Mm -hmm. stipulate. Mm -hmm. But if you ask me as a person who deals with farmers, I will say it's not illegal because they have not labeled it as seed. It's only that the farmers prefer it. It's cheaper and they're able to access it and maybe it does well in the places they they do live. Mm. And I'll tell you, Feli, across Kenya, not every farmer has an access to an agro-dealer shop. Some of them are living in far-flung areas. We call them the last mile. They don't have access to the agro-dealer unless they come to that town, which might be 60 kilometers away. So what they rely on is, you know, local arrangements. They have Mm. people around who can store seed. They have people around who can maybe share some seed. Yeah. There are p- seed programs that maybe can share seed with them. So we can't term it illegally, illegal as a blanket statement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if, if, if Kenya, for example, was a formally structured seed system, then that would be considered illegal because it will be going against the set mm. procedure. Yeah, and are there any challenges when it comes to application of farmer managed systems? So the challenges here would be twofold. One would mm-hmm. be when I want to tell Feli that I'm giving you beans and these beans will do well and then they don't do mm-hmm. well. So that's a challenge because yeah. the trust between you and I as farmers then gets eroded yeah. because you've told me it will do well but it didn't do well. Mm-hmm. Then the second one would be the knowledge aspect. If, mm-hmm. if we don't know how to apply good agronomic practices, however good the seed is, then we are at a loss. So farmers will say, oh, I got very good seed, but I planted them, but they didn't do well. But then you, mm-hmm. if you follow closely, you will realize maybe whatever good agronomic practices that ought to have been applied were not applied. So some of these are the challenges that would uh, would exist. And the other one, which I feel is, a, is actually a bigger problem, is if me as a farmer, I do not know how to save seed or to store seed, then it becomes a disadvantage because whatever I select from my harvest to go and plant then does not do well or it's eaten away by, you know, rodents or things like that. And then at the end of the day, I have no seed and I can plant and food insecurity then jumps in. So basically, you would want a farmer-managed system to mm-hmm. apply a lot of processes. But they might not be the same as the formal system, which mm-hmm. has, you know, someone always with the cane at the 
back looking to make sure that you have followed every procedure. Mm-hmm. But in terms of that knowledge acquisition on the farmer level to know what they need to do, then that brings the difference. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I think you've mentioned quite so much about the corporate industrial mm-hmm. systems and also the farmer managed systems. And mm-hmm. it would be very nice if you can share with us basically where do they both of them complement each other? Yeah, that's a good a good question. Mm-hmm. So like I said, seed begins the life for crops we consume or products that we have on the shelves. If today we went to the market, mm-hmm. the closest market here would probably be in Mudurwa. And then you asked these traders where their vegetable, their managu came from. Some of mm-hmm. them will tell you this one is from agriculture, this one is from Kali, the traditional. If you go to the market, you'll find seed for both of them. This mm-hmm. one ni agriculture, aina si kali na ini kali. And uh, that then defines where the two can work together. There are people who have sort of preferred for a long time the traditional varieties mm-hmm. and they keep them. They keep the, the seed and plant it and repeatedly plant it and their consumers will also prefer the same. But the complementary bit comes in when the consumer then desires a given product. If mm-hmm. it's maize, there are people who only want that maize that is able to to mature in time. When the maize matures, uh-huh. the, the top bit of the kernel should not open up and allow birds to, to start mm-hmm. eating. Yeah, but now for the formal system to take that up, they have to look at the local varieties and improve them. Ah. There's always the farmer managed system contributing to the, an improvement process of the formal varieties, the modern varieties, so to speak. You will find a variety, for example, of um, vegetable is a very interesting place. For example, the traditional African vegetables, sageti, amaranth, you will find there are always two, two levels. Kuna ile kali na ile ambayo sikali. Ile sikali, most times it's improved. It has been through a process, yeah. a formal process. Mm-hmm. So that in itself is a collaboration between the two sectors. The other thing would be adaptability to the environment. So while the research arm will try to improve a variety, they will always come back to the local farmer and ask them, okay, can you try this one and tell us, is it is it more susceptible to disease and pests? Mm-hmm. And then they'll say yes or no. And then that is feedback that helps when they're developing the next level variety, then they do it, you know, to incorporate some of those attributes. So that for me is where the, the interface really comes in quite strongly. As we wind up, I just want to pick one thing from you, because mm-hmm. from the whole conversation, it seems farmer managed systems are really working for farmers. Yes. And yes, yes, yes. And um, this other corporate industrialized seed system might might be working for a few farmers, but not majority of the farmers. Mm-hmm. So as a seed systems expert, which system do you think works well for our farmers? And it's, which, which system is actually sustainable for our farmers? I'll answer it in two ways uh-huh. so that you don't pin me on the wall. Uh-huh. One, the fact that farmers are still able to access seed from the farmer managed system mm-hmm. or their own local system means that it's an important source of seed. It guarantees their access and their utilization of that seed. That said, the best way to approach this is, first of all, drive more integration between the two. Because while the, the local varieties are available, there are also improved varieties that could help farmers in terms yeah. of disease uh, susceptibility or pest susceptibility. And um, personally, I feel like almost over, if it's if, if something is over 60% in the majority, then it should be given the attention yeah. it deserves. Mm-hmm. So farmers should be allowed to actually select and use seed that they, 
they have and without you know penalties and all those mm-hmm. things but on the other hand if there are other farmers who by virtue of their own belief in the productivity of the seed they get from the formal systems decide they are able to make purchases and come and make purchases again after the next season and it works for them it guarantees their food security nutrition income and all the all those things then they should be allowed to to utilize it overally and as time goes by i think the the threat of climate change would be a very key distinguishing factor mm-hmm. of those two systems and it will mm-hmm. make the farmer now decide okay the variety that i had used to do well but now if it's not there for me to use then it means i'm a, i'm at problems mm-hmm. and again if it's not there from the formal side of seed systems then the threat of food insecurity is real so personally i would be convinced to to see more integration of the systems mm-hmm. but more importantly the sustainability aspect coming from let's keep the local varieties let's not allow them to be eroded and then at the end of the day when these other ones cannot do well yeah. then we all cry Oh, thank you so much, Noel. You're I feel like I'm from a class right now. <laughs> anyway, as we wind thank down, you. basically as we finish up, I just have one last question for you. Sure. Are GMOs really the solution to food insecurity? Uh-huh. I'll still refer to my previous point that uh-huh. I said. That question is very is very controversial. Mm-hmm. I'll have to say that first. Then the second bit is GMOs have have taken a space in the global food system different countries but personally i feel like the potential that has been availed by having local varieties and hybrid varieties has not been fully exploited so if it were me trying to get hold of a new pair of shoes before checking out the other pair of shoes that have been you know at my disposal but since there's a new one that has come and i just want to put it on without trying these other ones first i feel it will not be a fair experience of the technologies that are available so in my opinion i would rather let's explore the full potential of local varieties and hybrids if they don't serve our food security nutrition and income security agenda then that's when the move to gm could come but as as of as of now i think there's too much available to utilize fast that if we utilize i think the food security question will be answered thank you so much for your insights noel and thank you so much to our listeners for listening in santini sana until next time thank you